All righty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast. This is it, Wiz. Week 14, final week of the regular season uh, as we head into the playoff run for, I think, almost all fantasy leagues. At least that's uh, in every league that I'm in. So looking forward to that. Wiz, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. So far, so good. And uh, we'll see how things go for week 14, which is uh, the first time uh, since I've been playing fantasy football that week 14 is a regular season week for fantasy football. So uh, exciting. And uh, for a lot of people, uh, their playoff future or lack thereof depends on what happens this week. Yeah, and also, you know, you also have teams having a bye week in week 14, which is very uncharacteristic. We've never seen it so late in the season as well. And, you know, for those folks that have been riding the Jonathan Taylor wagon uh, this year, that's unfortunate, but Indianapolis is off this week. There are some injuries as well. Whereas I, I do have to tell a story, though. And, you know, from time to time, I definitely love to take shots at my boy Jimmy O. Uh, but... You know, Wiz and I went out of our way uh, in the last podcast to talk about weather and taking a look at the schedules and what you have to deal with. Winter is here. It's going to definitely affect some of these games down the stretch. And here's my boy, Jimmy O. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He thinks he's above it all. And he rolls out in 60 mile an hour winds. Uh, because he did not have he did not have uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers who was hurt. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers was off, and Jalen Hurts was injured, so he had to go make a move at quarterback. And he doesn't look at the weather forecast, of course, and he puts Mac Jones in there. Uh, Bill Belichick decides to throw the ball three times in that game Monday night. But you know, Wiz and I aren't here talking just for our health. We're trying to help people. So. Don't be a Jimmy O. Make sure you are paying attention to what we're saying. I'm not saying that everything we say is gospel, but you know, paying close attention to the weather is a big factor. And Jimmy O, once again, uh, because of his decision making, uh, is facing a very, very tall task of making the playoffs uh, in uh, my original fantasy football league. Wiz. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that that game had to just. I, I'm just trying to think how many people won and lost their games just solely due to weather, which is awful. I mean, I I had no equity in any players in the game. Now, I have Ramondre Stevenson on a couple of my teams, but I didn't start him. I had Matt Breeder on one or two teams, didn't start him. So I had no players in any league that I was starting or that, that mattered for me. But I know so many people have contacted me and talked about the weather, uh, and winning and losing games because of that. And, uh, yeah, even like, you know, the Josh Allen and Diggs and some of those other guys and Dawson, Dawson Knox. I mean, I know somebody that needed him to just do anything in that game to win. And he, he, he um, he dropped passes and it was just, it was just the conditions made it difficult. But, uh, yeah, to your point, we talk about this all the time and, um, and you gotta have uh, some sort of contingency plan because I think the weather was going to be, was known to be bad, like at least a day or two before the game. Right. I mean, it wasn't like it was just a surprising, you know, weathery front that moved in in the last minute, right? I think the, come Saturday and Sunday, they were pretty much forecasting what it was going to be like, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you, you had plenty of time. Actually, I saw it three days before. Um, you know, I, I just think 
when it comes to passing games, the, the wind is definitely a variable that, that definitely needs, not necessarily snow, it's more the wind for me, because um, we've seen sometimes guys in the snow uh, where guys are just plotting their way through the snow, but they can throw up big games, and, and the kicking game also is very impacted, so... Trying to find ways around it uh, so you can avoid, you know, pitfalls like uh, our boy Jimmy O. Um, I, I think that's the way to go, but uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And uh, if you're paying attention to details, uh, you're going to be better off. If you're not, uh, you're going to be up against it. And that's, uh, that's what Jimmy O is this week. <laughs> there you have it. So what are we going to get into first? Can we get into uh, what uh, the uh, Thursday night game and uh... – Oh, we're going to talk about free agency. Well, let's talk about free agency first. Uh, you know, I did mention we, we've got a couple of teams off. We know we know there's some injuries. So I, I guess what I would want to start off with is a quarterback. Um, so two guys that are probably likely to be out there still on some waiver wires. Um, Cam Newton, after a disastrous performance uh, the week before, uh, I'm guessing he's probably available on some waiver wires. I think Jimmy Garoppolo continues to be out there as well. Um, he's going to be playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the last one, I would say, uh, I know that injury to Taysom Hill in that game, uh, he gutted it through. He ran for over 100 yards. He had that long touchdown. Uh, but I think he's a guy that still kind of is on some waiver wires. So those are the three guys at quarterback, uh, if you do need some help, that I would be looking at uh, for this week. Wiz, I don't know if you have confidence in any of those guys. Uh, me personally, you know I'm going to steer away from Cam Newton. Uh, I am probably, as long as I know that uh, Taysom Hill is playing, he's playing against the Jets, I'm probably going to play that player this week um, in a matchup that I need because Jalen Hurts is off. Uh, but Garoppolo is also intriguing to me uh, in that matchup against the Bengals. Yeah, Taysom Hill against the Jets and Cam Newton against the Falcons this week. Um, you know, Taysom Hill, I, I'm, I'm going to assume, is going to be is going to be rostered uh, at this point, um, you know, getting the start last week. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't trust those guys. Um, I re- you know, Cam Newton is interesting because anytime you have a quarterback that can get rushing touchdowns and rushing yards, is always, a, you know, a little bit of interest perks up. Um, and the matchup is pretty good, but – if you're in a situation, look, there are teams on buys, and if quarterback hurt or whatever, you got to try one of those guys out. So I guess you know Cam Newton in a pretty good matchup at home against Atlanta um, is okay. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of like to see what what the status of Debo Samuel is first, uh, but you know he's another guy. I, I think you're going to see Trey Lance in there at some point as well. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo made some bonehead throws in that game uh, and bonehead plays as well. Um, So we'll we'll see how it turns out. But, yeah, I mean, these are all desperate plays, and uh, you got to pick one of them. So I'm guessing Cam Newton at home um, against Atlanta is probably the best of the bunch. All right, good stuff. Well, let's move over to running back. Uh, I, I will qualify running back by saying, Wiz, I, I, honestly, I, I'll be shocked if uh, Urban Meyer is back next year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What he has done to an extremely productive player like James Robinson is nothing short of appalling. I, I, look, look, I get the guy's kind of fumbled the ball a couple of times, too. It, it's part of the game. But James Robinson has been completely misused by Urban Meyer. I, I don't know what to make of that situation. Another situation that I'm standing so far away from because it's so ugly is that Seattle Seahawks running game. Um, so those are two situations I'm staying away from. 
I think the one thing everybody needs to pay attention to is Jermichael Hasty. Uh, Wilson is is banged up. Uh, Trey Sermon's on IR, and Elijah M- Mitchell is on con- in concussion protocol. So, to me, he's a high priority for this week. Wiz, uh, I don't know if those Tennessee guys are still hanging around out there. I know they had a bye week last week. They shouldn't be. I'm just going to mention it, but uh, I would guess they're not. Uh, Abdullah to me is somewhat intriguing. I think that load will be broken up a little bit more, whereas. Uh, the first time McCaffrey went down for an extended period of time, uh, there was n- there was no Abdul on the roster, but now he's there. I think you'll see him used uh, more significantly in the passing game uh, for the Carolina Panthers. And the last guy I mentioned, this guy is not going to be playing this week. I'm not sure what the status is of Miles Sanders' injury. And I know for a few weeks there was touch and go with Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Boston Scott was sick last week. Jordan Howard hurt. But I'm sure Gainwell is available uh, on a lot of leagues, and, and he may, may be helpful for you during the playoffs. Yeah, all right, so let's start. <clears throat> let's start to where you ended uh, the Eagles situation. The Miles Sanders injury—you're not quite sure what it was. It could be—it could have been a re-aggravation. It could have been a new injury. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. You know, you're, I'm not 100% sure that he didn't come back in because of the injury or because the Eagles had the game in hand. I, I think it's an injury situation, but all of those guys—I mean. I know Gainwell played well, but I'm going to have to assume, based on what the Eagles did when Sanders was out between Boston Scott and Gainwell, that if Boston Scott was not was fully recovered from that illness, he would have been the guy that probably got more playing time. Then you take into consideration Jordan Howard was hurt. He's ready to come back. I don't know. To me, it's if you are absolutely in desperation mode for the playoffs and you're depleted running back and you got to take a stab at one of those guys. Good luck. To me, it's impossible to figure out. Um, I I think Boston Scott, in my view, would be the lead guy. But if it was Gainwell or Jordan Howard, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a situation to avoid and impossible to figure out. I agree that I I am going to assume both Tennessee guys are rostered Hilliard and uh, Foreman. I think they're both going to have pretty good value, especially in this game at home against the Jags. Uh, And I feel to what you said, I'm going to make a prediction that from this week on, from week 14 until the rest of the season, Amir Abdullah is going to outscore fantasy-wise Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I just feel like he... Chuba Hubbard is he kind of hitting that rookie wall. Amir Abdullah, I think, played well. And um, I think Amir Abdullah is going to outplay Chuba Hubbard the rest of the way. So uh, if you have both of those guys, I think, you know, you want to hang on to them. And, uh, but I kind of prefer Abdullah the rest of the way. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and I and I do I, I just think especially in that passing in PPR leagues, he's going to be a more viable one. What's your take on Hasty uh, uh, given the situation there? It looks like Mitchell might not play. So and with Wilson banged up, to me, he's the last man standing. Uh, maybe it also impacts a little bit uh, where you get Kyle Juszczyk actually catching a few balls more than he normally would. But definitely a situation to watch as they head into that key matchup against the Bengals. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, but the thing is, even if, um, you know, Sermon's on IR and Wilson hurt his knee and Mitchell is in the concussion protocol, all of that said, 
if Debo Samuel is playing, they may give Debo Samuel 15 carries in that game. Uh, so I think the hasty to be in that running back two category for this week. I think the player that you have to, the two players that you have to keep your eye on is one, obviously Elijah Mitchell and two is Debo Samuel. If they both miss the game, then I believe that hasty can have very good value in this game against the Bengals. So agree. He is a key guy for this week, but you have to also see what's going on around a lot of moving parts with the 49ers. And uh, so Mitchell and Debo are two guys that you have to keep your eye on in terms of uh, if they're going to be active this week. All right. So why don't you take us off at, uh, at the receiver position, Wes? Yeah. So wide receiver about who's available. I like Josh Reynolds. Um, he had that rapport with Jared Goff. Um when they were with the Rams, it seems like that's, you know, getting back. He had a pretty good game uh, this past week against the Vikings, four for 60-something yards, uh, I believe. So I kind of like Josh Reynolds um, as far as what else. Nick Westbrook is, is in a, has a good matchup this week. Um, I'm liking him. Deshaun Jackson, if he's available, a very good matchup against Kansas City. Um, he could touch the ball just two or three times and end up having a very good fantasy football game without Smith. I mean, I think Traycon Smith, due to the, the to what the Niners have left at wide receiver there, um, receiving core is depleted with injuries and, and suspensions, that Traquan Smith is okay as well. Um you mentioned Gage last week. You were ahead of the curve on that one. He had a monster game. I'm, I'm not going to assume that he's going to be rostered. Uh, and St. Brown from the Lions as well, along with Josh, uh, with Josh Reynolds, is another guy that uh, I'm keeping my eye on as well. Yeah, so two other, I'll bring up two other situations. I, I, I agree with everything you said, um, St. Brown and Reynolds, because uh, Josh Allen stepped up in that game. And by the way, if you haven't seen uh, the post-game press conference with Dan Campbell talking about the tragedy that obviously happened in Michigan with that school shooting, uh, game ball that he, that, that he mentioned, the people that were both killed and injured, it really, really poignant stuff, uh, you know, takes it beyond the game. I, I've been impressed. I continue to be impressed with Dan Campbell. I, I'm rooting hard for that whole situation, but those guys were playing with heavy hearts with that tragedy, and uh, they came through in that big game uh, uh, on Sunday uh, against the Vikings. Um, speaking of the Vikings, uh, Adam Thielen banged up, so uh, Kadeem Os- Osborne might be available in leagues. He's a guy that I'd be taking a look at, and I think you have to watch that situation with uh, Keenan Allen, even though he is vaccinated uh so he's gonna have to post a couple of negative tests and if he is not you know you gotta maybe look at a guy like Guyton or even a reach at uh, a Palmer uh that that may step in and take away uh some of those catches um that, that Keenan Allen is uh, uh most known for in the in the short passing game for for the Chargers yeah, I mean, it just makes it so difficult. Like, right? What is how much of your free agent money or equity, or if you have a, one of the first early picks in your waiver wire, you're not going to know the story of of what's going on with uh, Keenan Allen. And if Keenan Allen plays, those guys are reduced to basically little to no value. Um, 
so it's not like an injury. It's it's a vaccination issue where you just don't know. And waiver wires in some leagues have happened on Tuesday, more by Wednesday, and just about every league, certainly every league, has the latest their moves a Thursday because of the Thursday night game. And you're not going to know what the story is with 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 someone like Keenan Allen on a Thursday. So that adds into this. We're living in a, a really crazy world for a lot of reasons and it, it, it trickles down to fantasy football uh what to take place is these are things that you know fantasy football community never had to deal with about whether a guy is going to get cleared for 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 a protocol of uh you know uh vaccine and, and if he's cleared to play with negative tests it just it just it just this is all this is all new and is it just adds so much guesswork into the equation. Yeah, definitely unprecedented, no question about it. All right, so uh, tight end, Wiz, what's, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, a player, the first one that comes to mind is Conklin of the Vikings um, because when feeling went down, it was a player that Kirk Cousins seems to have a lot of trust with, a good rapport with, uh, a lot of those check down plays, a lot of the routes that – Dealing runs kind of is going to get you know Osborne and, and Conklin are going to kind of take up those 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 kind of routes and are also going to you know scoop up those targets and receptions. So uh, Conklin of the Vikings is 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 really high on my list if he if he's available uh, at tight end this week. Um, another player I guess is Austin Hooper uh, because uh, of uh, he he's going to look like he's going to get a lot of the snap count. Um, just you know, I'm just looking at down down the tight end list injuries uh, to some tight ends. Uh, looks like Logan Thomas may be done for the year. So you know you have to keep your eye on on that. Who's going to get the snaps? But I guess Conklin and Hooper are at the very top of uh, top of my list. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Those are the three names I actually have written down. Were, were Conklin, Hooper. I mean, I guess with Njuko being kind of with issues with COVID that, that you can maybe stick Brian in there because we know how often uh, they're playing uh, three receive, sorry, two tight end sets. And by the way, Baltimore, if you have the Baltimore defense, I, I think if you're a, I'm a traditionalist and you're leaning on that defense, that secondary is so banged up right now. They actually can't cover tight ends. Uh, so I actually love Austin Hooper in this particular game. You want to take a flyer on a Bryant going ahead. John Bates is the guy right now, last man standing because Rick Seals Jones is also injured, and Washington is very dependent on using a tight end in their offense. So uh, he's the guy that I would be looking at uh, for the Washington football team if you're in need of a tight end last week. You know, last week it did not work out. Forster Moreau only caught one ball for 34 yards with Darren Waller uh, being injured. I'm watching that situation closely still. Uh, if Waller's out, I, I still wouldn't be hesitant to put uh, Foster Moreau out there in a good matchup. Uh, right now, Waller is being deemed day-to-day. Hopefully that's improving and, and, and a team that's in a playoff race, which, by the way, the playoff race in the NFL is, is so tight. So it's important games here just for the – forget fantasy, just for the regular football playoff race, very tight races in both conferences, Wiz. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny how it seems to trickle down to fantasy football as we talked about this last week. I'm in a couple of leagues where – like I just cannot believe uh, we play in a lot of leagues where you play two games a week, right? You play your opponent, and then you get another win or loss depending on if you finish in the top half of your scoring. So you're playing two games a week. So through 13 weeks, 26 weeks, 20, I'm sorry, 26 games have been played. And I'm in s- several leagues where I cannot believe – 
the log jam there is at teams that are 14 and 12, 13 and 13, 12 and 14, um, you know, 11 and 15. Um, it just, it just log jam where in the, it comes down to the last week of the season where uh, who's going to make the playoffs and who's not going to make the playoffs. And it seems like the NFL and fantasy football <laughs> in that way have kind of mirrored each other. Um, so yes, the NFL, there is just, it just seems week to week the dynamics of who's uh, on the inside and who's on the outside of making the playoffs changes. Yeah, incredible. I, I, w- I would mention one other thing, Wiz, a defense that is underperformed this year, particularly against the run. Uh, but they have some good matchups kind of c- closing out the season here. And this week it looks like Jake Fromm is going to be the starting quarterback for New York football giants who are in a death spiral at the moment. Uh, but if the Charger defense is available, and I'm guessing that is the case, uh, maybe a very good pickup if you're in need of a defense for the week. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're, they're set up for week 14 and week 16, I believe, against the Texans. Um, so, yes, I, I agree with the Chargers uh, as, a, as a primary pickup for this week in terms of defenses. And obviously, I don't need to... We don't need to tell people the Titans at home against the Jags could have a good matchup as well. So, uh, yeah, those are, those seem like the two teams that could be free agents that you want to pick up this week. Uh, Wiz, just on the Jags, before, before we get on to the Thursday game, you know, Trevor Lawrence, number one pick in this draft. At this point in time, are you of the mindset that – Urban Meyer and, and the, what he is uh, installed in in Jacksonville is the biggest contributor to the to the lack of performance for, for uh, Trevor Lawrence, or do you think it's actually the player? What is your what is your gut telling you at this point in time? And I think you know so many people felt what Trevor Lawrence was going to be once he got to the pros. Urban Meyer, supposedly a, a big, a smart offensive guy. But look, we've seen this before. College guys can get overwhelmed in the pros. I'm just curious your take at this point in time. Yeah, I think Urban Meyer will be coaching college football probably in two years. Uh, he'll, I don't see him coming back. Uh, what he's done there, it's just his heart's, his heart's not in it. I mean, you lose games and then you're, you know, not flying back with the team. You're in a, you're in a, a bar. Uh, it just shows your heart's not in it. Uh, I think a lot of people, if they were a different type of owners, probably would have fired him right on the spot there. But what he's done, uh, I don't like what he's done with Trevor Lawrence. And the James Robinson thing is a complete joke, what he's done. I mean, it, it's comical. Uh, he gets blown up by Aaron Donald. You know, and he fumbles the ball, and you know that that type of thing happens. And I just feel like you know, it's 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 how about how about benching the two linemen that missed a block? What's your just what's your take in terms of when do you think he'll be back, or if he will be back next year? Oh, I don't think he's coming back. I, I think he's out. I, I agree with you. He should have been fired already. Uh, but I don't think he's coming back. I think he'll agree to part ways. I, I can't stand the guy. I I really think he's a complete fraud. Uh, you know, I, I, he has a very illustrious college coaching career, no doubt about it. But I, I just think he sold a complete false bill of goods of what he could do at the pro level. And uh, Urban Meyer will be gone at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, I just think like, and then they add insult to injury. The Rams are completely blowing out the Jags, and he has James Robinson in there who came into the game not 100%, and it gives him like uh, three or four handoffs Crazy. when they're down by 20-something points at the very end of the game. It's, it's, it's disgraceful. It's amateur hour there, and uh, 
yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll, he won't be back. But I think it'll probably take a year off, and then he'll be at one of those high jobs in college football probably in two years where he, where he belongs, but he's not a pro coach. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. James Robinson was asked on, on, a, on a radio show, uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, if you take a look at that clip, you know, just completely in shock by what's happening to him. He's a very articulate guy, um, smart guy. Yes, undrafted. But, you know, this was, a, this was an immense talent last year, uh, and he's just been completely misused in this offense. And the Jaguars also need help. Uh, and just in terms of talent, but yeah, it's very unfortunate what's happened there. So anyway, let's move on to the uh, Thursday game. Your Minnesota Vikings are home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were not good as dead, uh, but they came uh, came on with a very strong effort. Comeback win against the uh, Ravens who definitely made some interesting decisions uh, in, in that ball game. Uh, and the Vikings with that big loss against the Vikings and really trying to hold on to some whatever slim hopes they have of a playoff spot. So a big game I, I, for, for both teams coming into this uh, Thursday night football. The Vikings, um, what are they, uh, laying three at the moment, Wiz, I think it is. It's the last I looked at it. Yeah, the line's, the line's three and 43. And uh, to me, it's, it, this is just a complete pass. Um, I'm not interested in this game. I, I just, it, it's too difficult to forecast. I read that Anthony Barr and, and Kendricks, the two Pro Bowl linebackers for the Vikings, are going to play this week, uh, which kind of like may, maybe will help against uh, a player like Najee Harris. So as far as the game is concerned, I'm going to take a pass on it. I think the line is about right. I'm not sure what the mental status, quite frankly, of a Viking team is going to be after just a few days ago losing that kind of game against the Lions, so I'm not sure. And then the Steelers have that emotional win. I'm not quite sure. I know a lot of people think it's going to carry over and the Steelers are going to go on some roll, but I don't trust it. You know, it's difficult to trust Roethlisberger in that whole situation. So as far as the game in total, I'm going to take a pass. Uh, how about you? Yeah, no, I'm staying away from it. Uh, I'll continue my Thursday night protests anyway. Uh, I could see this being uh, a very interesting game, uh, maybe a game where both quarterbacks are putting the ball in the air frequently. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this game actually went over. Uh, inside conditions, right? Balmy conditions, uh, maybe a little momentum with that Steeler passing game. Uh, and, and probably... It sounds by all accounts that the Steelers are going to look to start throwing the ball a lot more as they finish out the season. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I would take a, a little bit of a look at the over. If, if you put a gun to my head, that's the only thing I would kind of actually look at in this particular game. Um, as far, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm going to say, yeah, I completely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, no, nothing for me. Uh, did you want to talk about uh, player props next or – you know, anything on DraftKings. So the DraftKings, the only thing I would mention on DraftKings, I, I, look, Osborne, good price, right? I think he's at uh, 8400 You mentioned Conklin, 9300 Those are guys that I think should be in everybody's lineups, quite frankly. Obviously, you're going to want to get Jefferson and Deontay Johnson in those lineups as well. Um, I guess with Madison coming off 25 touches with Thursday night game, is it a game where, at a very low price, a running back like Nwangu uh, could actually be somebody that might be worth taking a shot at? I was just kind of thinking out loud here w- w- with the fact that he touched the ball so many times. I don't expect Dalvin Cook to play in this particular game, but is that kind of like a sleeper in the background that, that might be worth a shot in terms of uh, va- from a value-based pick? 
Yeah, I mean, he didn't really touch the ball much offensively, only played a few snaps. But like you said, with Madison getting such a, a, a workload, I'm going to tell you a couple of guys that I like in there. I think a sneaky guy is C.J. Ham. I think he's one of these guys that could get maybe four or five catches in this type of game, maybe get a, a, a touchdown run, believe it or not. So someone like that who's – who's basically, you know, uh, forgotten about on DraftKings. He's 900 on DraftKings, somebody like that. And, and the player that I think I have the strongest opinion on, I may even play a, I may even play, uh, a player prop on him, is Chase Claypool for this week. Um, I just think, you know, the Vikings have trouble with these big, fast, you know, physical uh, receivers. And I think Claypool uh, is the one guy. I know Deontay Johnson has been clear the number one guy for a while now, and the stats have proven that out. But I think Chase Claypool is a guy that um, that this week can make some big plays that he hasn't made basically all season. So Claypool... Conklin, and I'm going to sprinkle some C.J. Hammond there as well to try and hit uh, the optimal lineup on DraftKings uh, uh, on a player that nobody is using in their lineups. All right. That sounds very interesting. All right. So how about prop bets? Was, uh, any prop bets for this particular one? Yeah, I may go Claypool over 51 and a half yards receiving. I think this is the type of game where it may only take two or three catches to him to get that. Uh, I, I think this is the type of game indoors where Roethlisberger may have a little bit more ability to throwing deep pass and all take really is one of those. So I'm going to go Claypool, I think, over receiving yards. That's the only play um, I feel good about. I, I'm probably when you know the, like we were talking before we came on here that the receptions aren't out, but if it's like three and a half or four and a half, I may give Conklin a shot as well on over reception. So Claypool over receiving yards, Conklin over receptions. Uh, I'll play those for one unit each uh, this week, and I, I've been red hot. Uh, undefeated last week uh, for the people that are listening to the podcast with the uh, with the prop plays uh, and the game as well. But uh, I don't love anything the game to be honest. But I'm going to go with Claypool receiving over 51 and a half and Conklin when I see the receptions. What say you? Yeah, and and, and yeah, great week last week for you. Uh, I had a couple of losers, but overall a, a winning week. And uh, you know, this has been very we we've been on it right. We've been definitely on it. Our, our hit rates are, are pretty high. Uh, I'm with you on Conklin. I actually like Conklin yardage, which is at 39 and a half as well. I'm waiting for those receptions to come out for both Conklin and the other guy who I think is probably automatic for seven catches. Uh, at least that's the way it's rolled for the last four weeks is Deontay Johnson. And he's been six and a half for the last three weeks. I don't know why, but he's had seven, eight, nine catches uh, in each of the last four games. Uh, so I'm waiting to see what that line is, but the receptions lines are not out as of yet. And those are two of the players that I would be looking at. I am somewhat intrigued by, especially like the Steelers talking about the fact they're going to throw the ball more than Najee Harris uh, at 26 and a half uh, yards receiving as well. Uh, but I'm going to stay away from that one. It's Conklin. I may be playing a double hit on Conklin, depending on uh, what those receptions are. And I do want to see what the receptions are for Deontay Johnson. Do you think the reception? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that there'll be six and a half on Deontay Johnson. On Conklin, do you think it'll be three and a half or four and a half? Uh, it should be four and a half. Uh, 
Uh, it should be four and a half based on, you know, like I, we talked about, right? Like you're coming off a busy week for for um, for, uh, Madison. For, for Madison last week, and we're not going to have Adam Thielen in this game. So it definitely should be four and a half. All righty. So that's the that's the, uh, the, the views for the uh, game tomorrow night. And uh, we'll be back later in the week to uh, break down the weekend games. And I think that's what people like listening uh, to where we give uh, views on DraftKings um, and the, the lines on the games and, uh, and player props as well. Absolutely. Uh, great job, Wiz, as always. Guru and, Will Fantasy, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. Uh, enjoy the, the game tomorrow, Wiz. I know your Vikings ha- need a win. Uh, probably Mike Zimmer needs a win to stay alive uh, for potential coaching uh, opportunity next year. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk later in the week about the rest of week 14. Enjoy. You got it. Thanks.